It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Time is 606. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. Phone lines will be open the whole way. Some hosts only give you open phone Friday on Friday, but I give you open phone Friday every day of the week. Well, I just give you open phones every day of the week. That was a good start to the day. Let's get this out of the way. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I will get to the whole thing with the president and the files that were... I mean, that's just hysterical. Especially after the president wagged his finger at Trump. I just don't know. That's just irresponsible. That story just keeps getting better. And the story we had earlier this week about the gas stoves that some bureaucracy wants to ban, and even a few mayors of some cities and a couple of governors said, oh, I got to ban natural gas. That's going to come back, I guarantee you. But right now, the people who want to do it backed off because of the backlash. We'll get to that, too. But I decided to start your Friday with something that I thought you would really enjoy. You ready for this? Because you see, I like to give you a story that when you go out with your friends and have a good time, you have something to talk about over the weekend. So, headline Convicted murderer suing Department of Corrections because they took away his PlayStation. <clears throat> You're welcome. All right, here's the story Cowboy State Daily. A man serving 50 years. And life. So both. By the way, I've always thought when someone has to, let's say someone's convicted of multiple murders and he's given, let's say, 50 years for each murder, well, you're going cons- to serve him consecutively. No, one after the next. I, wanna, I want his dry bones to be removed when he's done with his 300-year sentence. But okay. He's in the Wyoming prison system for murdering a man and confining uh, confining and sexually assaulting a woman and is suing the director of the Wyoming Department of Corrections, mostly because he has nothing better to do, and certain staffers for taking away his PlayStation and not giving it back. Well, excuse me if I really don't have any sympathy for this guy. He's 34 years old, an inmate at the Wyoming State Penitentiary in Rawlins, According to a legal complaint filed Wednesday at the U.S. District Court of Wyoming, he alleges that he was subject to all sorts of facility shakedowns and searches on June 15, 2021. A detention staffer, his name was on the list of uh, inmates for uh, PlayStation video games, uh, counselors will um, help them. It's something for them to do so they don't go stir-crazy in their cell. It wrote that he 
com- uh, let's see, complained about giving uh, the PlayStation games a, uh, oh, this had to do with Dragon Ball Z. I don't know, something to do with the game Dragon Ball Z. The staffer asked what game it was, and he told him Dragon Ball Z. Whenever he got the video game, because it was mature rated, he... Oh, the complaint continues. Stafford asked about the game's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then they asked where he got that one, the complaint said. So so I'm wondering here, does this mean he's downloading stuff he's not supposed to download? He would jokingly respond, come on, don't do me like this. You already got my money, according to the complaint. You're not going to turn this around on me, the staffer replied. And so they have an argument about what games he has and what he's doing on the PlayStations. And I know on those PlayStation games, you can play with other people and communicate with other people outside of the prison. I wonder if that's part of it. Stafford said he was being searched for contraband and had shown an error code when it was in, when the game was inspected. He received a conduct violation report due to the error code, the lawsuit said. Okay, and then he disputed the claim, saying he didn't plug the PlayStation into anything forbidden. So, okay, you can go ahead and play the PlayStation, but you're not allowed to go certain places on the Internet. I'm guessing that this is what this is all about. And it looks like he was violating that, so they took it from him. He lamented that he likely could not get a or could get another PlayStation in the remaining decades of his sentence. Uh, he was sentenced in November 13, 2013, Fremont County District Court. And see, he heard inmates coming to Torrington facilities saying other inmates had gotten PlayStations in 60 days or less. This guy really has nothing better to do. And again, I'm okay with this, considering you're talking not just murder. But then also he locked a woman and confined her, as they say, and then raped her. Okay, well, so that means he spends the rest of his life locked up. So what do you do if you're spending the rest of your life just in a lockdown? This would drive a person absolutely insane, right? And I, I, I'm not just saying, you know, frustrated, you're just kind of feeling stir crazy. No, this would literally drive a person insane. So they offer things like, well, would you like a video game to play? Which is fine, far as I'm concerned. You want, you want to read books? You want to take up art? What do you want to do? You want a hobby? You want something while you're sitting here rotting away for the rest of your life? Uh, I'm okay. You want to put a TV in the play in the room or a TV outside of his cell and give him the remote control? But the TV's outside of the cell. So with the PlayStation, sure, you can sit here and play on your PlayStation. But again, PlayStation is is connected to the Internet. So I guess they have some rules about where he can go on that PlayStation. And it looks like he might have violated those rules, which is why they took it from him. Well, you're already in trouble as it is. You're really darn lucky to get the PlayStation. So, uh... How about you just play by the rules here? You notice I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for the guy. Anyway, he's suing the state of Wyoming because he wants his PlayStation back. I would be in favor. I know this is cruel, but uh, the guy, again, is a convicted murderer and rapist. I would be just fine with taking everything from him for a time and then turning to him and saying, okay, now we're going to slowly but surely give you stuff back. 
We're going to start with just some basic books and magazines. And we'll give you a short list to choose from. Yeah, and would you like to go out and spend more time outside or in the gym or something like that? Yeah, but who should be in charge of what he gets to play with while he's stuck in prison all of this time? Well, not him. And if he complains, well, you're treating me like garbage. Well, you're a convicted murderer and rapist. So, again, I don't have a lot of sympathy for the guy. So it'd be kind of fun. I'll see if I come up with any other stories as this goes through court to find out if this guy can get his PlayStation back. Why not, Sue? He's got nothing better to do, right? 615, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to say it. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 618 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Only Jim, Jim's and Casper. Oh, and the school board doesn't get to pick the books. <laughs> and uh, John and Gillette, he needs a workstation. Bring some rocks. Yeah, we're talking about a guy who's convicted of murder and keeping a woman locked up so he could rape her. And he's got a lifetime of prison here in the state of Wyoming. And he's mad because they took away his PlayStation. Well, they gave him the PlayStation with certain rules. You're not allowed to go here go because the PlayStation's on the Internet. You're not allowed to go to these places here. You, you can use your PlayStation, but stay away from these. And they lock him out. Well, he figured out a way around it. And so he's in trouble. Doesn't have a PlayStation anymore. So he's suing. I'm just going to wait and watch to see what happens with that lawsuit. I think, fine, let's let's just see how miserable they can make him. I agree, though. Why not keep him busy by making him work? How about making some license plates or something like that? That'd be fine with me. Again, I have absolutely no sympathy for this guy. So, sorry. Uh, What you do to him is just fine with me. All right. So here we have, let's go back to... When they found the files in Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, and there was not a whole lot of cooperation from Trump and his people, and then of course there's the FBI raid, and, and they find all of these files, and there's the, the Democrats are loving this, and then here's Joe Biden at the time. No, I just can't believe that. I mean, that's just highly classified do- documents. I take those very seriously. How irresponsible. Who does such a thing? I, you know, that was Biden at the time until we start finding classified documents in Biden's, one of Biden's houses and sort of boxes all over the place. We keep finding more, right? Now, this stuff was discovered and they found it just before the midterm elections, but of course didn't say anything until after the midterms. Now, to their credit, it was the people of, well, that work around Biden that found and then they contacted the people who keep the records and said, hey, we found all of these classified documents and nobody even knew these things were missing. And so to their credit, it was cooperation like that. But they just keep finding more. And this wipes away everything. Why not say anything about it before the midterms? We know why. And then after the midterms, when they start finding this stuff, they keep finding more and more and more. Now, is it secure? Well, it seems to be less secure all the time. The recent batch was found in Biden's garage. Now, the garage is locked, he said. So how locked? What? 
You got cameras, and I, I wouldn't doubt that there's some cameras, all sorts of security, but you're talking sensitive documents just locked up in the garage? That's not much. Where Biden's Corvette is. Hang on, I'm about to have a lot of fun with this. Classified material next to your Corvette? What were you thinking? Let me, uh, we're going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon, but as I said earlier this week, people in Biden. Hang on, as, as I'm letting you hear this. He's reading a statement, and he has trouble doing that even. He was waiting for a reporter's question. I will give this reporter credit for shouting out, what were you even thinking? So news media is actually starting to get uh, irritated with Biden because they're trying to defend this guy, and they've run out of options here. So what are you even thinking? So when Biden answers the question... He pulls out a piece of paper and tries reading from it. Doesn't do well. By the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process. My lawyer has reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center, the Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Uh, Here's to me just a detail that I think a lot of people are not quite noticing, but I did. So Joe Biden owns a Corvette? What about climate change? What, what are you doing with a Corvette, Joe? I thought you wanted to fight climate change, but you fly around in corporate jets or, for that matter, Air Force One, you know, with all of the limos and yada, 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 when you could have gone ahead and done a video conference. But no, you got to you know, travel that way. And then he owns multiple homes and uh, big vehicles, including a Corvette. Well, that doesn't sound like a Tesla to me. What you doing with a Corvette, Joe? I thought you wanted to fight climate change. Well, I'm just pointing out the climate hypocrisy once again. But okay, let's get back to, well, some of those documents were, now, you're going to love this part. So on The View and other such programs like that, they're actually trying to find some kind of excuse Well, uh, some of them are wondering who planted them there. That's one that I thought was just hysterical. Who who exactly planted these? No one planted them there. I can see that when the documents were done being, you know, Biden's looking at stuff and he's done with the files and somebody puts them someplace stupid and they're forgotten about. Fine. I mean, go, go ahead and talk about that. But see, Biden, though, says he's very serious about classified documents, takes it very seriously. Well, if they're classified documents, then who's 
ultimately in charge. Oh, that's right. Biden's ultimately in charge here. So to have his staff make sure that those documents get returned to where they need to be returned to in a safe, secure way. Not just let someone pick up a box of files and walk off. But make sure we had some classified documents here this afternoon. Did they get back to where they need to be? Yeah, don't just shove them in the filing cabinet or, for God's sakes, take them out to the garage. So, sorry, Biden, but the buck stops here. Now, let's go to CBS News. CBS News is having trouble defending Biden on this. Justin. Two months. Justin. Thanks, Crane. Uh, I, I did want to kind of follow up on what Ed and Phil were asking, which is putting aside the question of whether the president's lawyers acted properly and... For a second straight day now, the White House struggling to answer any questions related to classified documents discovered at uh, locations associated with President Biden, citing uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre there, the press secretary, simply reading a statement uh, where she says the president was surprised by the discovery, takes this matter very seriously, um, the documents were inadvertently misplaced, and he doesn't know what's in them. But Lana, we've been listening here. She has not answered a single question outside of a pre-written statement by the president's lawyers. Exactly. And continuing then to say the same thing again and again, even in response to very simple questions about the timeline, about the specific location, clarifying questions, and continuing to use the word transparent and saying that they did things in a transparent manner. You heard our own uh, CBS's Ed O'Keefe really trying to pin her down on what she means by transparency when she's saying that she has been transparent. If that means legal transparency, governmental transparency as required by law, or public transparency. We are going to continue to set those questions to the See government. How frustrated now, they're okay. sounding on CBS News there. But that goes back to when they say the White House spokeswoman asks a question about this, and she just reads a prepared statement. And that's all. And she doesn't really answer any questions or clarify what that statement is. Sounds like it's written by lawyers. Guarantee it is. So when Biden, when I played that quote from Biden just a moment ago, a reporter asked him a question. He grabbed a piece of paper and read from the piece of paper, which guarantee was prepared by Biden's lawyers. And he did not clarify anything else besides what was written on that piece of paper. That's all he's going to say is what his lawyers tell him to say. So once again, we're not really getting in-depth information here. And... It's fun to listen to not just the news media get frustrated, like you just heard from CBS there. And that one reporter, which was not from a conservative news organization, he just yells out, what the hell were you thinking? They can't defend this anymore. But it is also fun to listen to those who want to defend Biden. Well, who put those documents out in the garage by the Corvette? As if it's some kind of a conspiracy now, right? Yeah. Fact is, documents were brought in, which is okay if some work goes home with the vice president, who's vice president at the time, and he's working from home on some of the stuff. That's fine. But when he's done with classified documents, they need to make sure that those suckers are packed up and in a secure way are brought back to where they're supposed to be, not left around the house. And by around the house, I know some were in a filing cabinet, but by around the house, oh, we're going to leave them out in the garage over here, big box of them. So I think at this point, we're never going to get it, but Biden owes Trump an apology 
for his attitude when a bunch of documents were found at Mar-a-Lago. There's no excuse for Trump doing that. There's no excuse for Biden doing that. I just hate the idea of a double standard. Let's treat them both exactly the same. Coming up on 6.30. Local news coming your way right after that update on your weather forecast. 888-97 was the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time, wake up Wyoming. I agree with Greg and Cheyenne. He said Trump had his documents in a safe. Biden's documents were in cardboard boxes stashed in a closet and in the corner of the garage. Yeah. Now Biden tries to say, well, they, they were locked up in my garage. Yeah. yeah. So that's not exactly considered secure when you're talking to I'm talking about classified documents. That's not what secure is supposed to be in a cardboard box somewhere in the corner of the garage next to the Corvette, which he's not supposed to have because of climate change. But okay. Again, that's where I think Biden really owes Trump an apology on this. We'll never hear that, but he certainly owes Trump an apology on this. If you're going to go after Trump the way they did, fine. Then I just want... Fair treatment, equal treatment here. So let's go after Biden in the same way. That's why I agree with Trump. How about a raid on the Biden house? Let's have the FBI show up and raid the place. How about that? Now, I do know there has been cooperation. That's fine. But still, let's treat all of this. And for those people calling for an investigation, investigate the same way you investigated Trump. It is fun for me to watch the people on the left trying to dismiss this and the media getting frustrated because there's no way they can defend this guy anymore. They just can't do it. All right. I covered a story earlier this week, which gave me the idea. I won't get into the whole story. It's a lot to get into. But basically it was, well, it all started with in your home with the gas stoves. Can you have a gas stove in your home? Now, the people who were saying they wanted to ban that have backed off for now. I think they'll be back. I'll get into that in just a bit. But it made me think a little bit about how many things. Jim and Casper, he's an electrician, Cunningham Electric. And he can tell you about all these different regulations. Some regulations actually make a lot of sense. But a lot of them are just a waste of time and garbage and take away freedom from what you think you're allowed to do with your own home. What I think you should be allowed to do. And government agencies are constantly coming along wanting to ban things like, well, no more wood stoves or pellet stoves. And we want to get rid of gas stoves in your home and other such things that they don't think you should be allowed to do when it's your house, right? So what if we had a real estate agency selling homes that complied with everything that those who would love to rule your life think your home should comply with. 
So I thought, let's open up a real estate office called Woke Homes. So you're looking to buy a new home? Yes. Woke Homes is the place for you. I have just the thing, ultra modern and sustainable. I'm afraid to ask. We've removed anything that might be offensive to your neighbors. My house can be offensive. Oh, yes. You have no idea. And this neighborhood does not allow modern automobiles or other modes of transportation. They're patriarchal and destroy the planet, you know? Not sure you really understand what I'm after here. Then we removed anything that might harm the planet. No gas or electricity and built with all natural materials from the land surrounding the property. I saw something like that on social media the other day. Hang on. Does the house look anything like this? Wow. Where is that? A third world country where people who live just like you described are trying to move out of there to America where they can live like us. Oh, actually, I thought it might be something we had for sale. Anything with a wood stove, gas stove, a big garage big enough to park my oversized pickup truck. Where do you even find a house like that? Oh, not telling. Don't want you coming in the middle of winter when you're freezing your woke homes. Bringing the third world to the first world to make you feel less guilty. Don't you live in the... I wish we still lived in the country where we were free-range humans like we were meant to be. Not even 125 years ago, we didn't have to ask the government permission to collect rainwater, to hunt, to fish, to start a business, to own a property, to build a home, renovate our home, to use a vehicle, to get married, to own a firearm, to grow food on our property, or to sell food. Now, we can do virtually nothing without being extorted by the government and asking their permission first. If you still think we're free, you're deluding yourself. We're free-range humans who live on a tax farm. Yeah, that's why I say America is one of the free-ish Nations in America. Not the freedom that you thought. Do basic things on your own property. you got to go get permission. Just basic things. Our friend Judy in uh, Mills, Wyoming, calls from time to time and complains about that. She's constantly fighting her county commission in Wyoming, of all places, for exactly that. All right. Weather forecast actually improves over the next few days. Not perfect. Still going to be some wind out there. Don Day is going to explain in his extended forecast. He's on live with me at 745 to go through all the details of this. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather update brought A new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Six forty-eight. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino is standing by. Frank, I figure you would be an expert to help us out with a story I've been working on this morning. It has to do with traveling across Wyoming in the wintertime. Okay, slowly. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. And so what I did was it all started with a woman who I we follow each other on Facebook, and she was leaving Gillette and driving toward Midwest. Okay. And you know that section just above Midwest on that highway in the wintertime. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's high plains. Yeah. It's lots of turns, yeah, lots yeah. of ups and downs and turns. That is a bad Dear section. Lord, that's ice. So I put up a story this morning. Wyoming's worst white knuckle winter roads. Now, we could just say the whole state, but I'm looking for a specific place. That one, right? But to give you another example... So I can narrow down what I'm thinking about here. So let's say you're driving down toward Glendo. Okay. You're heading north or south, doesn't matter. You're heading south. 
and you get to the area just before the reservoir where the road rises up and makes that sharp turn. Yeah. And there's a big lit sign there that lets you know that the bluff overshadows. There, it, the winter sun never hits that corner. Right, and it's always icy. Yes. and Always. All winter long, there's that sign lit up by the state. Careful here. Yeah. Okay. Always, yeah. Okay. I mean, even like the uh, like on I-80, there's... there's too many even sections to even mention. Right. Like that's the, why, like, well, like the summit yes. and over by Elk Mountain and okay. then the, the three sisters. Yeah. What I the, did for uh, I-80 is I just said, let's just get I-80 out of the way right away. Just get, okay. But specifically between Elk Mountain and I said, um, Rock Springs. Pretty much. That? Yeah. Yeah. That area. But also if you wanted to take 30 from Laramie up and around to Walcott Junction, just, that's just as bad. Oh far as i'm concerned you know and sometimes just in certain sections when it's just flat yeah you know and you have blowing snow sure being like going through the shirley basin yeah or like over to like from casper to shoshone right that could be very bad gnarly too well, in I fact mean, i mentioned in there if you're going let's say from cheyenne to chugwater the problem there is that's a flat plane for the most part the problem is all of the wind comes rushing down the Laramie Range and squeezes around the corner. And that's like putting your finger on a garden hose. And so that's a very windy area, that section there. So if you could, as long as I have a lot of I, on this article, I don't need everywhere, but just think about little spots. Oh, right that, over by Devil's Gate, by a little bit past I mentioned that, yes. That's in there. In fact, remember way back when there was a, a whole team of Mormons that went through there and lost their lives? Yeah, and yeah. and going out of Lander towards South Pass is another one. Okay, you keep thinking, and I'll add them. All righty. There's plenty of high school basketball action statewide today and tonight, and boys and girls play. Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. The Trona goes over to Cody. Laramie will host Rollins. Cheyenne Central will host Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Glenrock will be in the Bighorn Tournament, and Midwest will host the Little Six Tournament. College basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Boise State tomorrow in Laramie. The Pokes are 0-4 in Mountain West conference play five and 11 overall that puts him in last place in the league so with, with so many injuries you really never know who's going to play on any given day boise state is three and one in league play and 13 and four overall that's a 9 p.m start tomorrow from laramie we'll have that for you on k2 radio and casper and kcgy in laramie the wyoming cowgirls will be at san jose state tomorrow uw sits at 10 and five overall three and one in model conference play san jose state is just awful this year with a record of two and 14 that's a 3 p.m start tomorrow mountain time in junior college basketball, the Casper College women, they're rated 23rd in the country, and they beat Central Wyoming College last night in Scotts Bluff, 77-44. to Douglas native Jocelyn Igo had 11 points for the T-Bers, who improved the 15-3 overall. They'll meet the Nebraska All-Star team today in Scotts Bluff. Casper College men also in Scotts Bluff tonight to meet Western Nebraska. The Burrs are 13-4. The LCCC women's basketball team out of Cheyenne, they are 13-4 and, and lost last week to Trinidad, 64-57. They'll take on NJC tomorrow in Scott's Bluff and the LCCC men 8-7 and seven after a 114-84 loss to Salt Lake Community College back on earlier this week. They'll play a club team from Salt Lake today in Utah. High School Wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border World Duel starting at 3.30 this afternoon and continuing tomorrow. Natrona and Cheyenne Central will be in that one. Laramie and Cheyenne South in the Thoman Duel starting today in Green River. Cheyenne East will be in Arvada, Colorado. The high school indoor track season will start tomorrow in Casper over in Natrona. Field events at 9, track events at 10. 
Wyoming High School Activities Commissioner Ron Laird will retire this summer. He's led the association since 2004. Prior to that, he was a teacher, coach, and administrator in Paul and was inducted into the Wyoming Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 2000. His career in education lasted an amazing 45 years. So good luck to him in his retirement. He deserves it. Two other highways I mentioned in this. So let's say there's a big snowstorm, right, and you want to get uh, across the Bighorns, Highway 14 or Highway 16. Yeah. The west side of those mountains are canyons and hairpin turns on snow and ice. And I would also argue I-90 between Sheridan and Buffalo. Between Sheridan and Buffalo and I-90. Yes, I've done that. Yeah, I've actually... Oh, yeah, that just becomes a sheet of ice. Yeah. uh, Heavily, with a lot of ruts in the ice. Oh, God. Can we just say Wyoming? (laughs) Not everywhere. But I'm looking for those little spots that you're aware of, like that one around Glendo. Watch out for that little corner because, man, if you, more than most people, because you travel the state so much, I'll add what you say. Yeah, it's it, that one, you, yes. you know it's coming and, and, you're st- and it still freaks you out. Yeah, okay. Thank I got to run. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on business, news, weather, wake up, oil. The BB Brook. Seven oh six. It is a Friday. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Off the app on the chat mode. Dave, you really nailed. You, you nailed it, Dave. So we were talking earlier this morning, of course, about more documents being found. Biden had documents that were high security classified. Some were found left at an old office of his. Some were found at his house. Some were found in a corner of his garage next to his Corvette, which I still wonder, how the hell do you have a Corvette there, Joe? I mean, climate change and all. But okay, at least he's got good taste in cars. Dave sends me a note. In fact, Dave, I'm going to have to back up a little bit here to make sure I quote this right. And then I got something to play for you because Dave kind of inspired me. Say where There it is. He says, I think my bigger concern is with both Biden and Trump taking classified documents is why does my local library have a better checkout tracking system for checking out a movie, The Sandlot, than our federal government has for checking out highly classified secrets. That's brilliant. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So, to Dave's point, another Dave, a Dave from Casper, Wyoming. You see, we don't pick on all Daves everywhere. I was thinking, okay, so his point is... He checks out a movie from the library. 
And the library, the local library is tracking that and is on him if he doesn't return it on time. Yet, here's Trump taking stuff home. I would bet Obama did too. I wonder. We know Hillary had all sorts of classified information on a computer at her house. She swears it was secure, but it wouldn't. It wasn't at all. And now we have Biden. So why the hell is your local library better at this than, let's say, your federal government, different agencies, CIA, FBI, et cetera, et cetera? Which reminded me of an episode of Seinfeld. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair or the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. I, I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? No, I don't. I saw you on TV once. I remembered your name from my list. I looked it up. Sure enough, it checked out. You think because you're a celebrity that somehow the law doesn't apply to you, that you're above the law? Certainly not. Well, let me tell you something funny, boy. <laughs> you know that little stamp? The one that says New York Public Library? Well, that may not mean anything to you, but that means a lot to me. One whole hell of a lot. Sure, go ahead, laugh if you want to. I've seen your type before. Flashy, making the scene, flaunting convention. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's just kind of making such a big stink about old library books. Well, let me give you a hint, Junior. Maybe we can live without libraries, people like you and me, maybe. Sure, we're too old to change the world. But what about that kid sitting down, opening a book right now in a branch of the local library and finding drawings of peepees and wee-wees and a cat in the hat and the five Chinese brothers? Doesn't he deserve better? Look, if you think this is about overdue fines and missing books, you better think again. This is about that kid's right to read a book without getting his mind warped. Or... Maybe that turns you on, Seinfeld. Maybe that's how you get your kicks. You and your good time buddies. Well, I got a flash for you, joy boy. Party time is over. You got seven days, Seinfeld. That is one week. So I would love for them to take that same library cop and send them after former presidents. <laughs> For forgetting to return classified documents. Probably probably the best way to handle that. All right. Thanks, Dave, for the suggestion. You see, I don't pick out all Dave's, just the one from San Francisco. All right. Now, I see, I, I got to play this other disclaimer now. Ocasio Cortez has opened up her big mouth again. I know. Isn't that fun? And every time she does, I got to pick on her for it. And she's really stepped into it again this time. She did, There's no way for her to back out of this. So every time this happens, uh, I have to – well, we have to do this because I'm going to drag you into it. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Be nice. Be courteous, kind, and forgiving. Kind, forgiving. Be gentle and peaceful each day. Ever always peaceful. The corporation Be warm makes me warm and this. human and grateful. Warm and fuzzy. And have a good thing to say. Or don't say anything at all. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. Childlike, immature. That's Be witty me. and happy and wise. Wise. Yeah, that's it. Be honest and love all your Except neighbors. for that jerk that lives up the road from me. What a purple and clairvoyant. Yeah. <laughs> Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Trying to lose weight, but... Uh, be dull and boring and omnipresent. Never boring on the show. Criticize things you don't That's know That's all about. I do on the show. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Carl. Put a live chicken in your underwear. All together Go now. into a closet and suck eggs. Go into a closet and suck eggs. Okay, now we got that out of the way. I get the corporation here, the company, always makes me... Play that before I go and pick on someone like this. Ladies and gentlemen, googly eyes, Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, we got two good intro songs for her. So first we had the whole controversy earlier this week with a government agency, part of the bureaucracy, deciding that they just wanted to ban gas stoves. Right? Now, they have backed off on that. They're, they're stepping back on gas stoves. Maybe that was a bad idea. Well, some are, because there's the mayor of New York, for example, that wants to ban them altogether. Here's a story. It says from Hot Air Blog, Yesterday, we discussed the ridiculous idea of federal government ban on gas stoves floated by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. This crazy idea was quickly panned. Far and wide, particularly by chefs and other restaurant industry outlets, the outrage over the latest woke nonsense was great enough that it caught the attention of government officials who realized they had clearly picked up a live political grenade and were looking for somewhere to throw it. By the end of the evening, the chairman said he was not looking to ban gas stoves and has no proceedings to do so. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Chairman issued a statement Wednesday assuring the public that his agency had no intentions of banning gas stoves. Trust me, you haven't heard the last of this. After the commission officially drew ire, of course, from the cooking public. Oh, the First Lady of the United States, also a picture of her cooking on a gas stove. Quote, over the past several days, there has been a lot of attention paid to gas stove emissions. He wrote in an official statement Wednesday, To be clear, I'm not looking into a ban of gas stoves. I have no proceedings to do so. Yeah, nor should they ever stop and think for a moment about, you know, we can just ban what's in your house. Okay. Now, Ocasio-Cortez, googly eyes, was, of course, all favor. She jumped all over the bandwagon. But you got to understand, it causes brain damage, to which somebody answered her on Twitter, Causes brain damage, huh? Ocasio, how many gas stoves are in your apartment? Then there's this. AOC fires back a Republican meltdown over gas stoves. There's very concerning science. Actually, I read some science to you yesterday that says anyone who's saying that it causes all sorts of damage has been, it's, it's nonsense. Your electric stove also has emissions, believe it or not. And things that you cook with certain pots and pans you use. By reading on. New York Democrat congressman and environmentalist, googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez, who's, by the way, smarter than everybody on the planet, 
I do think it's funny, she said, the absolute utter Republican meltdown where they're like, you can take you can't take my gas stove. Oh, you can take my gas stove from my cold, dead hands. Somebody actually said that. Or how dare you talk about taking gas stoves? You have a gas stove, they say to her. That is true. When you see googly eyes, she likes to do video casting on her social media from her apartment, sometimes when she's cooking dinner. And she has a gas stove in her apartment. Conservative commentary Matt Walsh joked Monday, you will have to pry my gas stove from my cold, dead hands. It was cons- and that's, of course, the ban on gas stoves we just talked about. Ocasio-Cortez then defended her use of gas stoves. Hold on. <clears throat> Googly eyes. You have a gas stove in your own apartment. Okay, so she says, well, first off, I rent, period. So what if you rent? That doesn't mean if you think gas stoves are bad, googly eyes, it doesn't matter if you rent. Don't use the gas stove. Bring something else into the apartment. Second of all, it doesn't even matter. Really, it doesn't? You said it called brain damage. Because by that logic, these are the same people who would have said they should have never gotten rid of lead gasoline just because someone may have driven a gasoline car. Well, pardon me, googly eyes. Nobody ever said that. Science involves uh, science. Science evolves, she says, and gives us knowledge over time. The congresswoman explained that the science behind her public attack on gas stoves. Yeah, and she said this is a very concerning science about the emissions of gas stoves, especially around cognitive development of young children, asthma, cancer, and other such things. But you see, again, she's not going to talk about the science that shows that that is wrong. I've read to you several scientific reports yesterday that show that, no, your gas stove is fine. She's only going to read the science that says it's bad. See, again, she says, I rent my apartment and I have no choice because there's a gas stove in here. I rent my apartment, period, is what she said. Hey, googly eyes, if you think your gas stove is hazardous and causes brain damage, like you said, then go bring in an electric stove to your apartment, a hot plate, something like that, and don't use your gas stove. Or rent a place that doesn't have a gas stove, that has an electric stove. How about that? Admit it, you were hoping somebody would say that. On the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven twenty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right. So, since I was picking on googly eyes, I want to pick on some other people on this too. With the whole gas stove thing, which now 
Again, it, at least the federal government agency has backed off. Oh, we're not going to do that. Trust me, that'll come back. And again, some members of, well, mayors and governors and other people are talking about, we've got to ban gas stoves because some junk report came out that was proven wrong. But they won't look at the part that was proven wrong. Now, to give you an example, which I think I mentioned this yesterday to you, but let's do this again. So remember the kid, nine years old, does a school report. He has to do a study. And the study that he did showed that Americans use 500 million straws a day. And most of them wind up in the ocean. And he was brought all the way up to shows like Good Morning America, stuff like that. And people actually, uh, some cities actually wrote, and a couple of states, legislation banning plastic straws. And it turns out Americans don't use anywhere near 500 million a day, not even close. And the vast majority get nowhere near the ocean. And yet, policy was made based on that. Jim is in Casper. Morning, Jim. Morning, Lynn. Uh, I just dragging up something from a long ways off because I don't need to hear about googly eyes. I uh, was wondering, we had a vote here a while ago in the Senate, and one of our senators voted that two men could marry, and one of them voted they couldn't. Right. And I would like to know who is representing the people of Wyoming and uh how do they feel about this? Oh, okay. So you're talking about U.S. Senate, and you're talking about um, our current senator, Cynthia Lummis. I believe she voted in favor of same-sex marriage, right? Yes, and uh, Senator Barrasso voted against it. Right, okay. Well, yeah. I would now, like to find is, out... Which I, one of them is... Yeah. Which one actually represents Wyoming? Okay, I don't know the answer to that yet because I haven't had a chance to talk to Senator Lummis, but at some point she will be on the program again, and I'll ask her that question to find out what why, why she thinks that way and why Barrasso would be against it. It's a good question. Yes, uh, I think we need to start draining the swamp close, closer to home. Okay, thanks for calling. Well, look, I would like... When it comes to any issue, and I think Senator Lummis might have done this. I'd have to look it up. When it comes to not just same-sex marriage, but any issue, when our representatives, being in the House and Senate, vote a certain way on something, it would be nice if they offered a statement as to why they voted the way that they voted. Now, I know they vote on a lot of things every day, which is another problem that I have. I don't want them voting on a lot of things every day. I want very little work from Congress. I want Congress to meet as little as possible and get as little as possible done. Honestly, I do. But when they do vote on something, why? Specifically, what was your reason? So we don't have to sit around and guess or wait for someone to ask, like me on the radio. They just offer a statement. And and in some cases, they do. You can go to their website. In fact, that would be a good place to start Uh, for any issue, go to their website and see if they did release a statement. They don't always make a statement, but sometimes they do. So you can find out why they voted the way that they did. All right, coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast after that. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The times. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about, or like our last caller did, change the subject. Fine by me. A couple of things on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert these out at some point if you have the app. Now, one of them has to do with the app. I put this up this morning so you guys could explore it. On occasion, people will say, well, I was using the app, but I didn't see how to do whatever they want to do. gentleman said to me yesterday, he and his wife wanted to listen to the show live off of her phone, and they couldn't see where to do that. So I laid all of that out for you, all of it. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming app or let Miss Mary uh, alert it to you at some point. And what I did was I took various pictures of Miss Mary's phone with the Wake Up Wyoming app on it. And I circled things and labeled them. Here is where the Listen Live button is. All I got to do is touch the app, touch the button you're listening on your phone. Your phone is today's radio. For those who remember having a little pocket transistor radio or a little FM radio or something like that, your phone is that today. But also it offers so many other options beyond the phone. So besides that, there's the chat option that I keep talking about. And this will show you where the chat option is. It's right up top right-hand corner of the app, along with the Listen Live button. You see these little bubbles that you would see like in a cartoon when somebody's talking? Touch that, and you can send me a text message or pictures or links. People do it every every day, all day long. Then also, where is the Listen – I'm sorry, where is the On Demand button? You touch the On Demand button, and you can listen to old shows – or funny bits that we create in-house, like Wyoming Altered States. So if you missed the show live, listen later. And we take out news and most of the commercials to condense it for you. See, all of this is free. So you touch the app, you touch on demand, I want to listen to yesterday's show, and it just play. And you can pause it. So if you're busy, you can be listening to it, pause it, come back later, pick up where you left off. So that way you never have to miss an episode, right? And besides show archives and funny bits, there's also a little uh, place I circle that shows you where you can set. Do you want to get alerts? We have news alerts, weather alerts, road condition alerts. You can set to receive those alerts or not. If you don't want to receive any alerts, that's fine. All of that is spelled out for you on the Wake Up Wyoming app. So that story is on the Wake Up Wyoming website, all for your app, to show you how to better use the app and get all these free options out. This really keeps you not just in touch with this show, but with news and weather and sports and road conditions and all sorts of stuff, if that's what you want to do. So you see, that's a whole lot more handy, especially during a winter storm. It's a whole lot more handy than just having an old radio sitting by. Now, the next story, people are starting to help me on this. I wrote up a quick story. Where are some of the most white-knuckle winter drives in Wyoming? Now, I'm talking about specific areas that you can think of where you know if you're driving across Wyoming, when you get to that spot, it's like, damn. One of them I pointed out is just a little north of Glendo. I mean, right on the border there of Glendo, Wyoming. There's a corner on Interstate 25 
So if you're heading south, you go up a hill and around the corner at the same time. And there's a big bluff there that casts a shadow on the interstate. And in the wintertime, because of that shadow, it gets icy there and really windy. And the state has actually erected a big sign that's lit up in the wintertime. Watch out for that corner. So some people have offered me some other suggestions, but I started taking a look at different places around Wyoming where if you're driving cross-state in the wintertime, you know that when you get to that spot, hang on, this is dangerous. So I have a whole list of suggestions, and people are sending me suggestions. You can call the show, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S, and I'll write it down and add it to the story. Or if you have your Wake Up Wyoming app, free app, download at the App Store, touch that chat option and send me where you think one of those white-knuckled spots are that I should add to the list. There's quite a few around the states, and we can talk about long stretches of road. I mean, you know, all of I-80, for example. I'm just looking for those little spots. 741, legislative report. Wake up, Wyoming. Quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Seven forty-seven. at the time, wake up Wyoming, and off we go to talk to Don Day real quick for just a couple of minutes here. So it's kind of, to me, it gives me a little bit of a chuckle, Don, when you say we got a little bit of a relief in the weather. And yet still, it's windy, it's cold, but it's better than what we've been putting through. Yeah, and, and it's winter. I mean, and it's been a pretty rough winter really since the second week of December. We've had a lot to deal with, and we're dealing with the snow that's blowing and drifting right now, causing all these problems with roads and highways across sections of I-25 and, and across central Wyoming. And while we don't expect any new snow today or tomorrow, uh, it is going to be dry. It'll be a little warmer. We're still going to have the wind. Okay. Now, we do have, after the relief here, uh, and, and there's a possibility, I know, another little passage of snow from time to time. But I'm still waiting for that gate to swing closed one door and open up the Arctic gate. Any new news on that? Because at some point, Canada opens up that gate and down it comes. Yeah, the cold area is going to come back. There's another five to seven days where the Pacific is going to dominate. So the pattern really isn't going to change much. Mid to late next week and then next weekend and the week after that, all indications suggest the opportunity for Arctic surges to come back in the lower 48 states, especially in our neck of the woods, is looking pretty good. So we're going to see that cold weather return. And it does it with, of course, wind? Well, you always get wind when you you change air masses, and we'll have to deal with that for sure. Okay, I'm asking that because uh, with the wind that we have right now, it's just been blowing constant for quite a few days. I was looking for like a half a day off. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. Okay, probably not. optimistic. All right, have a great weekend, Don. Appreciate it. Well, I tried for you folks. I really (laughs) – can you give us at least a couple of days without wind? Yeah, probably not. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, okay, Frank. It's like I'm, Siberia. Siberia out there. <laughs> yeah, really. It just doesn't stop. Okay. I got a few other suggestions, and I'll get on to other topics unless you can 
think of other stuff. Some other suggestions, we're looking for those spots that are the worst white-knuckle road spots in Wyoming. Okay, the south of land are headed towards South Pass. Okay. You know, and then um, I know that's, that's south, that could yeah. be, be really gnarly. Okay. Uh, even over South Pass, headed okay. towards Farsen. So just in general, South Pass. Yeah. yeah. I'll add that here. Yeah, South Pass. Yeah. Okay, I do hear... Um, Togety Pass, too, sometimes, but it's okay. so slow, and there's so much snow that it's kind of like, you know, racing through a canyon of snow yeah. because they, they throw it up so high, the reflector poles are 10 feet tall. Oh, Lord, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, all you, you're not going to really... It, it's 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 interesting, right? I mean, you can just kind of do like a NASCAR bumper car thing and oh, just sure. kind of bounce across well, the, the wall. You, you see, know? that's why I say if you're coming down off the Bighorns on the west side, in you know, Highway 14 or 16, oh, yeah. that is canyons there and hairpin turns. And I've done that on slick roads when it was really windy Ooh. too. You get, if you end up sliding on that, you go through the guardrail into the bottom of a canyon. Right. Okay. So let me see. I also have 487 to Medicine Bow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that could be gnarly. Okay. That uh, could be very gnarly. Yeah, Shirley Rim. Yeah. That can be really okay. gnarly. And then you mentioned I 90 between what Moorcroft and Sundance. It's but Sheridan and Buffalo. Sheridan and Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Let me let me. Okay. Let me make sure I do it here. All right. And and what else am I get? Yeah, there, there's Buffalo. one more yeah. in there. In fact, uh, hmm. I'm going to add another one here. I was going from Gillette to Buffalo, and there's these two bridges sort of right in the middle, one right after the next, and the bridges are on a turn, and they get icy. (laughs) And I started to slide on that, and I happened to slide my way through expertly, which is why I'm talking to you today. Good job, Glenn. Plenty of high school basketball statewide today and tonight in boys and girls play. Kelly Walsh at Sheridan, the Trona at Cody, Laramie will host Rollins, Cheyenne Central will host Scottsbluff, Nebraska. Glenrock will be in the Bighorn Tournament and Midwest will host the Little Six Tournament. In college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Boise State tomorrow at Laramie. The folks are 0-4 in Mountain West play, 5-11 and overall, puts them in last place in the league. And with so many injuries, you just never know who's going to play on any given day. Boise State is 3-1 and in league play, 13-4 and overall. That's a 9 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be at San Jose State tomorrow. UW sits at 10-5 and overall, 3-1 and in Mountain West Conference play. And San Jose State is just awful this year with a record of 2-14 and as a 3 p.m. Mountain Time start tomorrow. In Juco basketball, the Casper College women rated 23rd in the country, beat Central Wyoming College from Riverton last night in Scotts Bluff, 77-44. Douglas native Jocelyn Igo had 11 points for the T-Birds, who improved the 15-3 and overall. They'll meet the Nebraska All-Star team today in Scotts Bluff. Casper College men also in Scotts Bluff to meet Western Nebraska. The birds are 13 and 4 on the year. The LCCC women's team out of Cheyenne, 13 and 4. They lost their last time out to Trinidad, 64-57. They'll take on NJC tomorrow in Scotts Bluff. The LCCC men are 8 and 7 after a 114-84 loss to Salt Lake Community College earlier this week. They'll play a club team from Salt Lake today in Utah. High school wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War Duels starting at 3.30 this afternoon. That will continue tomorrow. The Trona and Cheyenne Central will be in that one. Laramie and Cheyenne South will be in the Thoman duel starting today. Cheyenne will be in Arvada, Colorado. The, st- the high school indoor track season will begin tomorrow in Casper over at Natrona. Field events start at 9, track events at 10. Wyoming High School Activities Association Commissioner Ron Laird will retire this summer. He's led the association since 2004. Prior to that, he was a teacher, coach, and administrator in Powell and was inducted into the Wyoming Coaches Hall of Fame back in 2000. His career in education lasted an amazing 45 years, so congratulations to him. He's deserved all the 
the time off he's going to get. Now, here's a spot. This is what I'm talking about, those spots. So we're on I-80. Of course, you can just name the whole highway. But uh, I-80 John, as he calls himself, he's, he lives in Granite Canyon, says, Harriman and Remount X's steep hill, uphill, right at the top is a bridge over a railroad. YDOT has fixed that guardrail six times a winter. <laughs> <I'm sure>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, per winter, yeah. Per winter, yeah. <laughs> You, oh, you can you can identify some of these places because you look at the guardrail and you wonder who took that out. It looks like it was taken out multiple times. That's all the warning you need. Yeah, and, and I guess why not? Maybe they just have a pile of them just sitting there. And just all right, I, I guess so, yeah. You know, let's put a big pile of dirt before the guardrail. Maybe yeah. that'll help people. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up, on, and thanks, everybody, for the help. You've got other suggestions. I'll go ahead and add them in. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Open phones, 8 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. Great deals on... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. Covered a lot of territory so far this morning, and I'll get I'll touch on some of those stories again, including more missing documents from Joe Biden. That was one of them. Gooley eyes Cortez saying dumb things about gas stoves in your home, and she has one in her apartment, and she tries to make excuses for it. So many things that we talked about, and if you missed any of that, no, you didn't. After this show is over, it becomes a podcast, and you can listen right off of your phone. Today's phone is the modern radio with all sorts of other options beyond radio, and we give it to you for free. Now, i got to give her credit again because I'm really pleased with the job she did. So at this point, I always say, hey, open phones. Now, every Friday, the entire show is open phones. But during the week, I get to a segment where I've covered what I want to talk about, And so, weekdays, I always give you some kind of open phones. And I thought there should be a special disclaimer. You know, I love playing the warning disclaimers. There should be a special disclaimer for open phones so people know what we're getting into, which is where you can interrupt me and change the subject, talk about whatever you want. So I wrote a script, and I handed it to Miss Mary and said, Create, do something with this. Now, if Mary has a script and she goes into the studio and she's allowed to be as creative as she wants to be, she does very good voice inflections. She loves messing with the music and the sound effects and so on. So this is what she sent back to me out of the script that I wrote. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Dave. 
That's good production work. I've been doing this business since 1983. That dates me. And Mary, yeah, well done. Let's stand up from your desk, take a bow. Very well done. Okay. So, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Also, there's a lot of people who communicate with me using the Wake Up Wyoming app. They hit the chat option and send me text messages. You hear me answering them all morning long. If you're not familiar with that, on the Wake Up Wyoming site, I put a tutorial together. The app, the Wake Up Wyoming app, is filled with options. All sorts of things you can do with it. And I show you how to use those options, including the chat option and listen later and things like that. All right. I'm just going to go through a bunch of stories because I got to do some house cleaning before we get to the weekend here. One, Cowboy State Daily. You're going to love this. Well, you're going to hate it, but you're going to love it. Convicted murderer here in Wyoming and rapist as well. This guy was convicted not just of murder, but he kept a woman basically locked up so he could rape her. And he's in Wyoming prison. And he's now suing the state of Wyoming because they took away his PlayStation. Yeah. Well, they're allowed to buy with their own money, these prisoners, things to keep themselves entertained. They, they have access to books. Do they want to take up artwork? Something. So they don't just sit there in the cell, which would literally drive any person completely insane. Not like he wasn't already insane, but you know what I mean. So this guy wanted a PlayStation. In order to do PlayStation, it has to connect to the Internet. Well, that means there's going to be certain restrictions with that. He can't just connect to anything. So he's allowed to use PlayStation and connect to the Internet with restrictions. The short story is... While searching his cell, they're going to go into his cell from time to time and look for contraband. And while inspecting the computer and the PlayStation, what it was hooked up to, what he was doing, some red flags went up. I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version. That he was in certain areas he was not allowed to be in. So they took his PlayStation. Now he's mad. So they're, he's suing the state of Wyoming. Because he wants his PlayStation back. And he probably wants some kind of financial gain for that. I don't know. But I, we'll see how the case goes. But I'm with one suggestion from earlier this morning. Why don't you just put him to work? Paying a debt to society. I like the idea of paying a debt to society by actually paying a debt. Let him make license plates. Let him make, uh, yeah, some people say, little rocks out of big rocks. Whatever the case is. Keep him busy instead of just sitting around playing on his PlayStation. When he wakes up in the morning, get him out there and put him to work so he can actually pay back a debt to society after what he was convicted of doing. So there's that story. Then, uh, in an effort to introduce, uh, well, Representative, I talked to him yesterday, our new Secretary of State, Chuck Gray, when he took his office, a lot of most of his staff just quit because of what he wants to do with election oversight in the state of Wyoming. As Chuck Gray sees it, he wants to secure elections. I had a brief chat with him yesterday, and he wants to come on the program and talk about some of these things. I do have a story here. There's a new effort to strip Chuck Gray of election oversight. Efforts have been tried before and failed. 
The story here again, Cowboy State Daily, an effort to strip Secretary of State Chuck Gray of his office authority to oversee Wyoming elections is on the clock. State Representative uh, Ken, I think you pronounced his name, Jessica, Democrat Laramie, has crafted legislation that would put the state canvassing board in charge of supervising Wyoming's elections instead of the Secretary of State. Although Gray would still have input into state elections as chairman of the board, he would also share his oversight authority with members of the board like the governor, the treasurer, the auditor, the superintendent of public instruction, or the school marm. This gentleman will also like a member of the board to be a form of political, uh, well, apart from political parties, is essentially what he's saying. Quote, if there's any one thing you need from election administration, it's to be nonpartisan. It's got to be overseen by both parties to give everyone a fair shot. So we'll see how far that bill goes. But again, I was on a brief conversation with Chuck Ray yesterday about that. He has to be on the show. Miss Mary will set that up maybe next week, sometime like that, when Chuck Ray has an opportunity to come on the program and explain this and a couple of other things he wanted to talk about. Okay, next, legislators worried about the Californication of Wyoming have introduced a bill they hope would protect rodeos. Yeah, there has been. We've talked about this last year, which is difficult for me to say that last year was just a few weeks ago. But anyway, last year we talked about this. There are some states that are trying to shut down rodeos. They hate rodeos. They think it's animal abuse, for example. So a state representative, Rachel Rodriguez Williams, Republican Cody, She's championing legislation that would prevent towns and counties from banning activities like rodeos and other events that use working animals. So if a rodeo wants to perform in that town, they can. In the city and county, they're not allowed to write any ordinance prohibiting it. The internet, um, I'm sorry, the internet, the intent of this legislation, she says, is to protect legal law-abiding citizens and enterprises from radical animal rights extremists and their agendas, she told Cowboy State Daily. The groups have found it easier to promote their agenda at a municipal level. So she cited recent bans of rodeos in California towns. It's very difficult for these extremists to show up in a state and get the state to ban it. Impossible to get the federal government to ban it. But you can go up to certain cities and put up a rodeo ban in various cities. She just wants to make sure that no city or county can do that ever in the state of Wyoming. The story says leaders in California's what is this? Almeda County, I think is how you pronounce that, recently banned wild cow milking an event where they have to rope a cow and milk it and bring the milk back to the judges. The event is not popular, but it is part of Cheyenne Frontier Days, and I think I saw the same thing in Chugwater and a couple of other places. Also in December, a subcommittee in Los Angeles, which is, by the way, how you pronounce that. It is Los Angeles. My childhood hero, Bugs Bunny, called it Los Angeles. 
do not tell me that Bugs was wrong. An advance ordinance would eliminate rodeo altogether. And they basically called it a tool of torture. Yeah. So we'll see if that one makes it through. It sounds like it's something that would make it through, but uh, don't know. It's not exactly a legislative session. This is more of a budget session. Is on the phone with us. Morning, Jude. Hey, good morning. Um, I think they need to leave old Chuck Gray alone. Yeah. For one, I mean, if they're stupid enough to try to go down the Sandy Hill Road again, um, I think I'd like to uh, tell all those guys that are going to vote on this. Right. You vote for something like this, and I'm going to give you hell forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be in your emails. I'll be on Chuck. Chuck I'll be on your show. I'll be in the newspaper, all of it. I'm sick of this. It is what it is. We have to keep Joe Biden. So this is how it rolls. Okay. Well, now, Chuck is supposed to be on the show. I hope I'd get him on next week. We were talking yesterday, he and I, about him coming on the program. I know he wants to talk about this. I think the fact that, and I, I know there's so few Democrats in Wyoming, the fact that a Democrat offered up a bill to strip him of his power probably will kill it right there. Well, I hope so. Um, secondly, uh, the worst road in Wyoming to me was Wind River Canyon. Uh, my first husband and I were going through there uh, back in the 80s, and we hit a patch of ice and did a full oh. 360 degrees about yeah. four or five times and landed up against the rail. They okay. got the rail. That's, a, yeah. That's another one of those places. If you go through that rail, you're down at the bottom of the canyon. Oh, yeah. No, you're not living over that one. No, you're not. No, you're not. So, anyway, the reason my call this morning is uh, Casper Irrigation, well, actually, Alcova Irrigation. Uh, (laughs) I thought the county commissioners was a messed up board. You have got to sit in on one of these. And I sat in, uh, I think it was on the 10th, and uh, a gal was there, and she's kind of a friend of mine. I just met her not too long ago. They... um, wouldn't fix her drainage or her ditch to where she could get water, but yet she paid her bill. Right. And so when I questioned them about this, why don't they give her some kind of, I don't know, credit back or uh, come fix the pipe and uh, take some off of her bill this year? Oh, well, we don't give refunds. So basically it's that. Yeah. They got to pay her $1,000 bill. She didn't get the water. They don't want to fix the pipe. And here she's sitting on another. She lost a third cut, five thousand dollars on the second cut. Uh, she should take him to a small claims court or someplace. Because if that was a private business, they would not get away with that. Well, you know what, and that's what I thought too. So I sat there and listened to these guys, and one of them got kind of uppity with me over it. But I said, you know what, you guys are sitting up here. Peel your butts off them chairs and go look on that map back there and see if you're supposed to be fixing these ditches. Yeah. So they finally got up out of their chairs, and she went up, and another gentleman went up that was on the board at one time, gets up there, and they find out that, yeah, they're supposed to be cleaning these ditches out. Did you know we pay $600 a year just for some guy to get out of his truck, walk over to our irrigation ditch, and turn the water on? Oh, and then wow. come back three days later and turn the water off. Yeah, I think There's the only person that's possibly lazier is me. I do this. But other than that, that's a pretty sweet gig. 
Well, you think, and there's only eight of them, yeah. and their, their budget for the eight employees is like five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. I want to go to work for ca- or Alcove Irrigation. See, <laughs> here you are trying to make an honest living. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm in the wrong business. I guess so. Thank you, Jude. Some people are like slinkies. They have no real purpose, but it makes you smile when you push them down a flight of stairs. Your morning travel network. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 26 to time. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, so... Gonna pick out something that Judy said. Just use it because she pointed out one thing that really irritates me. There's a lot that irritates me about big government in general, especially when government wants to take over a job that the private sector should be doing, and they never do it as well because government makes a monopoly out of it and a bureaucracy out of it that gets big, thick, out of control, and tough to deal with. So. Let's take a look for a moment. Here's a woman that she talks about that has a ditch, and the cities or county is supposed to be taking care of that, and they're not. So it's costing this woman money. So she's not getting the product that she is supposed to be getting, which is water. The ditch is not being cleaned, okay, and she's not being helped or compensated in any way. Now, if this was a private business, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. The business would end up going out of business because they'd be dissatisfying their customers. When you're dealing with government, you have no choice. When government takes over a business, like healthcare or something like that, they have no choice. We have no choice but to do business with the government. They make it so. And there's nowhere else to go. There's no competition. In the private sector, there's always competition. So if you don't like the way somebody's doing business, if you think that they're a ripoff for whatever reason, go somewhere else. That's the advantage of a free market system in competition. And the businesses out there are always competing with each other to try to outdo each other. So someone who does a really sucky job and does not treat their customers well can be sued and will lose all of their customers anyway because there's people out there who want to do a good job at a fair price in order to get your business. In many cases, when people are dissatisfied with how a government agency is performing, well, I want a refund. You didn't give me – I spent all of this money, whether I wanted to or not. I was forced to spend money on this product, and government did not provide the product. Or they did provide it, but it was junk. I want a refund. You're not going to get a refund. It's government. Government doesn't give refunds. Good luck with that. You're not going So can you sue? Well, yes, you can sue the government, although they try to make it so it's difficult to do. They try to set up the bureaucracy in such a way that it's next to impossible to go after the bureaucracy for being incompetent. But, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I look at the private sector over government getting anything done is because when I find people who are incompetent or just stupid, or whatever the case might be, just lousy at doing their job. I can sue them. I can fire them. I can demand refunds. I can always go to their competition. Government makes it impossible to do any of those things. Didn't get what we promised? We're taking the money anyway. 
And no, we don't give refunds. That's our answer. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way. Weather forecast is right after that. Nice long segment of open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time, wake up Wyoming. So we're talking about Chuck Gray here in Wyoming, who's now the Secretary of State. And he wants to do some things to secure elections in the state of Wyoming. And there's some people who don't like his ideas, which is why most of his staff quit. And once again, a bill has been offered up to strip him of that power to oversee elections, which is what the Office of Secretary of State in Wyoming in part does. Carrie's in Colorado about this morning, Carrie. Good morning, Glenn. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a while since I've called in, but uh, but basically, what the uh, Democrat from Laramie is wanting to do is strip away the the will and the vote of the people of Wyoming, not just Chuck Gray. Right. So, ba- so he's putting a snuff on the the, the people's will that voted uh, Chuck Gray in, and I believe people like this who want to strip um, the voters away. They should be dealt with in some way, uh, shape, or form by the body of the legislators. Sure. In fact, to give you an idea, the backup what you're saying, when Chuck Gray said he was going to run for Secretary of State, overseeing elections like this is part of what he promised to do. So after he won and quite easily won the Secretary of State nomination during the primary, right away, even some rhinos in the Republican Party, not just Democrats, tried to find a way to strip him of that victory. In fact, even throw up alternate candidates. Here, we'll have a write-in candidate, whatever. And they were raked over the coals by fellow Republicans. He won this. He won it in large numbers. What are you trying to do? Now that he's in office, there are people who are trying to strip him of power. That is, It was obvious, though. He won by such large numbers. This is what he ran on. This is what people want. Right, yeah. If he ran on that, you know, you're you're you are taking away the people's will. Yeah, and that'd be just like if uh, the Congress, uh, you know, on the federal level, if in Congress, if they took away uh, now that they have the majority in the Congress, if they took away the right for uh, President Biden uh, of his executive orders, right. if they tried to do that, it's the same thing. Just like Judy said, you know, let it is what it is. Let mm-hmm. Biden, can, he's doing what he's doing. Chuck Gray is doing something that he ran on. Let him do what he ran on. Okay. Thanks for calling. Where in Colorado are you? I forget. Uh, Down in LaPorte. LaPorte. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. It's Kerry, and I'm going to build on what he just said. I sent this to Chuck Gray because, again, he and I were communicating a little bit yesterday, and he's going to come on the show and talk about these things. Alabama voter fraud charges highlight mail-in ballot problems. The story says our latest entry into the category of voter fraud that never happened, according to uh, liberal betters, you know, those who think they're better than us, comes from Alabama. And I love telling people in room now, Alabama is the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of. If you got Arkansas riding you, you're kind of low on the food chain. But all right. 
Albert Turner Jr. is the Perry County Commissioner Chairman. He has been indicted on two counts of voter fraud stemming from illegal actions during the 2022 primary and general elections in the state. Turner faces misdemeanor and one felony charge related to voting multiple times and ballot harvesting. Related to voting multiple times and ballot harvesting. When reached out for a comment, his explanation, uh, well, <laughs> as a Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner has been indicted on voter fraud, Fourth Judicial Circuit District Attorney Michael Jackson, not that guy, the other Michael Jackson's dead, along with Alabama Secretary of State, announced the two count indictment on Wednesday. Turner, the son of a civil rights activist, charged with voting more than once. And again, harvesting other ballots. Two charges may not sound alike, but at least when you read the full details of these allegations that were made. During the Democrat Party primary in May, Turner was seen, allegedly, stuffing ballots into a voting machine. Stuffing ballots into a voting machine. District Attorney claims that there was uh, most of the day uh, stuffing and filing ballots in favor of one candidate that he was supporting during the general election in November, Turner's accused of mailing an undisclosed number of absentee ballots. Yeah, they may not be telling us the number, but the word ballots is plural. So more than one, maybe even a stack, right? Don't know the exact number, though. When reached for comment, Turner said that he was not going to waste his time in political theater. You can't prove this case. I didn't do it. That's what he said. There does seem to be some political drama unfolding here. Fourth Judicial Circuit District Attorney Michael Jackson filed the charges shortly before leaving office. And it talks about him departing and so on in the story, which is not really important to this. So you get the idea. This stuff happens. This is why I say when an election is held, fraud is going to happen. Now, the question is always, but did enough fraud happen to change the outcome? Because a lot of times when people try to vote multiple times and so on, they do, they get away with it even sometimes. But it's so pathetic, it really didn't change the outcome. But still, we can't have it. Whether it changes the outcome or not, we can't have it. This is the kind of stuff Chuck Gray ran on. Now, here in the state of Wyoming... Has Have people tried to stuff the ballot box? And so, of course. Has it ever been that much to change an election? No. Now, I know some of you will raise your hands and go, wait a minute. What about all those Democrats when Mark Gordon first ran for office that switched parties, which is legal, by the way. But they switched parties to vote for Gordon and move back to the Democrat Party for the general election. And the answer to that is it did happen. It's legal, but it did happen, but not in large enough numbers to have changed the result. Gordon was still going to win that. Right. And there were just so many people running for the office of governor. So Gordon was still going to get the majority, even though the majority is still way under 50 percent. But there were so many people running, splitting the vote so many different ways. That's how he got it. But what Chuck Gray's trying to do is just to make sure he's looking at other states and the problems that other states have had, and he wants to make sure that those problems don't happen here in the state of Wyoming. I, so far, don't have a problem with that. 
We'll see what happens. I think the legislation the Democrat is offering here in the state of Wyoming is dead on arrival, but we'll see. This is also a budget session, so most of the bills that are non-budgetary bills will die just for sake of time. Anyway, hey, you trying to buy a home in Wyoming? So, you're looking to buy a new home? Yes. Woke Homes is the place for you. I have just the thing ultra modern and sustainable. I'm afraid to ask. We've removed anything that might be offensive to your neighbors. My house can be offensive. Oh, yes. You have no idea. And this neighborhood does not allow modern automobiles or other modes of transportation. They're patriarchal and destroy the planet, you know. Not sure you really understand what I'm after here. Then we removed anything that might harm the planet. No gas or electricity and built with all natural materials from the land surrounding the property. I saw something like that on social media the other day. Hang on. Does the house look anything like this? Wow. Where is that? A third world country where people who live just like you described are trying to move out of there to America where they can live like us. Oh, actually, I thought it might be something we had for sale. Anything with a wood stove, gas stove, a big garage big enough to park my oversized pickup truck. Where do you even find a house like that? Oh, not telling. Don't want you coming in the middle of winter when you're freezing your woke homes. Bringing the third world to the first world to make you feel less guilty. This one's for the people who've ever felt the pain of stepping on a Lego. I know it hurts. This one's for the people who've ever felt the pain of losing a dollar to a broken vending machine. It's sad. This one's for the people Sometimes the best way is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. is the time off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, I've got a few more just in time for the weekend. Things to ponder and ask people about. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Um, If a bald person works in a restaurant, do they still need to wear a hairnet? Yes. Okay. I I would say because you don't want to stand out. No, no. You're just going to do this just to appear. Okay, yeah. Look, 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 play the part. Well, hang on a second. Someone who has a beard has to wear a hairnet over their beard, but I shave so I don't have to. So what if somebody shaves their head? Hmm. Yeah. I would still put the hairnet on anyway just Hmm. just you fit right in. Okay, just just to look. Peace of mind for for the culinary customers. If you described something as indescribable, haven't you described it? Yes, you have. Yes. It's hard to describe. Okay. Why do we call it beauty sleep if you wake up looking like a mess every morning? Right. Yeah. (laughs) What was that line from Betty Betty White says, you know, if you're... If you're beautiful, you need eight hours sleep. Yes. If you're ugly, you need nine. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Should a man about to be executed in the electric chair be saved if he had a heart attack? See, this is one that gets me. Uh, they, when they go to kill someone through lethal injection, they still take that swab there of alcohol and rub it around where they're going to inject him mm-hmm. in case of infection. 
Why? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Why? You're about to kill him. Why? What do you care if he's going to get it? It's not going to happen. You, why? I don't No comprende. In high school basketball statewide today and tonight in boys and girls play, Casper Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. Casper and the Toronto will travel to Cody. Laramie will host Rollins. Cheyenne Central will host Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Glenrock will be in that uh, Bighorn tournament. And Midwest will host the Little Six tournament. In college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Boise State tomorrow in Laramie. The Pokes are 0-4 in Mountain West play, 5-11 and overall. It puts them in last place in the league. So with so many injuries, you just really never know who's going to play in any given day. Boise State is 3-1 and one in the league, play 13-4 and four overall. It's a 9 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls with a road game at San Jose State tomorrow. UW sits at 10-5 and five overall, 3-1 and one in Mountain West play. San Jose State is having an awful year with a record of 2-14. and 14. That is a 3 p.m. Mountain Time start tomorrow. Junior College Basketball, the Casper College women rated, rated 20 third in the country, beat Central Wyoming College from Riverton last night in Scotts Bluff, 77-44. Douglas native Jaws and Igo are 11 points for the T-Birds, who are 15-3 and overall. They'll meet the Nebraska All-Star team today in Scotts Bluff. The Casper College men's team with a home game tonight at 7 p.m., taking on the Cougars of Western Nebraska. The Birds are 13-4, and and then they're going to turn around tomorrow at 4 p.m. and host NJC at the T-Bird gym. The LCCC women's team out of Cheyenne, 13-4. and They lost their last game uh, to Trinidad. 64-57. They'll take on NJC tomorrow in Scotts Bluff. The LCCC men are 8-7 and seven after a 114-84 loss to Salt Lake Community College earlier this week. They'll play a club team from Salt Lake in Utah today. High School Wrestling, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War Duels beginning at 3.30 this afternoon and continuing tomorrow. The Trona and Cheyenne Central will be in that one. Laramie and Cheyenne South will be in the Thoman Duels in Green River starting today. Cheyenne East will be in Arvada, Colorado. The high school indoor track season will begin tomorrow in Casper over in the Toronto County High School and field events start at 9. The track events will begin at 10. Wyoming High School Activities Association Commissioner Ron Laird will retire this summer. He's led the association since 2004. Prior to that, he was a teacher, coach, and administrator in Paul and was inducted into the Wyoming Coaches Hall of Fame back in 2000. His career in education lasted an amazing 45 years. So good luck and congratulations on your retirement. This one's going to hurt your brain, but it's worth thinking about. If you think that anything is possible, then something being impossible has to be a possibility. Say that again now. <laughs> if you think okay. that anything is possible, right? then something being impossible has to be a possibility. It, it hurts my brain. Yeah, that does hurt my brain too. Okay. That's <laughs> way too early in the morning. Right, let's try this one. This will make that. you feel a little bit better. It's a, it's a good question to ponder. Okay. Sandwich meat is round, but the bread is square. Yeah, well, you need I variety. I see. Okay, that's what that is. Variety yeah, in there. Variety, but yeah. there's always a piece of meat hanging over the edge of the bread there. If the, the, if the meat was square and the bread was square, you wouldn't have meat hanging out of the bread. But say the bread was round and the meat was square. That, that, okay, we can make round bread. Right, I can go yeah. with that. All right. Thank you, Frank. See, these are the important questions that we answer. Or at least ask anyway. I don't think there's an answer to it. Uh, we'll do it again in the 9 o'clock hour with open phones. 888 Wake up, Wyoming.
is 906. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And that's because it's open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. So here's what I want to get into, which is I'm going to take on all the news that I have, and I've got loads of topics, and I'm going to shove them all aside. You can always interrupt me and change the subject if you want. That's fine. But I wanted to bring something up that I thought about last hour and have not thought about in a while. And it's an on-air story that I really enjoy telling. So I'd asked Frank Gambino. I was offering him questions, the kind of questions that make you go, huh. And the question was, so let's say a guy's going to be executed. We're going to put him in the electric chair, right? And just before we execute him, he starts suffering from a heart attack. Do we give him CPR? <laughs> now, there would be those who do. Oh, quick, give him CPR. Then we'll execute him. There were those who actually would do that. And I asked the question, when someone is going to be uh, executed through lethal injection, you know, they actually take a cotton swab with alcohol on it, and they clean the area where the injection's going into. Why? You're going to put poison in him and kill him. What's the point? Spare the alcohol. What are you doing? But this is what they do, right? So I'm going to tell you a story that happened some years ago, which I thought was one of the most bizarre examples of why I hate big government, bureaucracy, and so on. And, and I'll explain to you why I would fire the people that I'm about to describe. So this had to do with the Oklahoma City bombing. For those who don't remember that, somebody, a couple of guys, uh, took a U-Haul truck they had rented and jam-packed it with a certain kind of fertilizer, ammonium nitrate, stuff like that. And they pulled out in front of a federal building in Oklahoma City and blew it up. And it collapsed a good part of the building, and a bunch of people died. So the Oklahoma City bomber, one of them, was being, uh, well, he, he got the death sentence. And so they were going to execute him that day, and television news was all a buzz about it. So I tune into one of those morning, back before, I was home carrying my dad at the time, so I wasn't doing a radio show. And I tuned into a, one of those morning shows, like Good Morning America or Today Show, or one of those. And they were interviewing somebody before the execution who works at the prison. And they were asking him, what's the procedure here? What are the order of events leading up to the execution? And so he explains, well, we bring him in, and he's strapped down. And you know, then here's how the lethal injection works and how we do that. And here are the witnesses that are present at the time, which includes 
uh, well, the, the warden of the prison, the local sheriff, the governor's there. There's also a gallery of witnesses, including family members of the victims. And, so on. and then they go ahead and execute them. And then they take the body to the coroner's office for an autopsy. And there was a pause, and the host of the show, uh, <clears throat> why would you take the body for an autopsy? Well, the law says that if somebody dies in prison, there has to be an autopsy just in case there's foul play. But, the host said, you executed him in front of witnesses, including the warden, the sheriff, and the governor. You know why he's dead. You executed him. Yes, but <clears throat> the law says that we have to, uh, anybody who dies in a prison, there has to be an autopsy to, just in case it was foul play, to, to uh, ascertain the cause of death. But you executed him in front of everybody. Now, at this point, First off, the spokesman for the prison, if I could, I would fire him. He's an idiot. And anybody else who had anything to do with this guy, including the coroner, anybody else who said, oh, no, that's what the law says. We have to do that. We have to. See, because those are people who are not capable of thinking. Now, I've been an employer. You've heard those employers who say, well, I didn't hire you to think. Well, I do hire people to think. And if you're not a thinker, you're fired. Morning, Micah. Wow, you're a tough boss. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. No, I, I. have you ever heard somebody say that, you know, I didn't hire you to think? Well, I do hire you to think. If you're an idiot, yeah. I can't use you. Well, I, I know some companies, too, love to get people, like, right out of high school. Right. And hopefully they will be lifetime employees. But yeah. they want to get them before they have worked anywhere else so that they can train them in the way that they want them to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No questions asked. Um, but anyway, I wanted to relay that this morning at the li uh, Laramie County Library at 1130, um, they're going to have a little program to um, show people how to find grants. So for people who want to see what kind of grants are out there and how do you search for them and everything, um, this might be a program of interest. Okay. And apparently there are a lot of grants out there that people don't even know of. Yeah. And every year you hear reports about how much grant money has been out there that nobody um, utilized. Mm -hmm. So um, people might as well take advantage of it. I would prefer that they didn't. Well, This country sometimes. is massively <laughs> in debt. If you, want, if you need money for a project, go raise it on your own. Well, sometimes a little boost doesn't help. Yeah, in the I, don't, I don't like it. You know how much debt we're in, right, Micah? I do, but I, I also know that that like I do um, IOUs for yeah. a few people that you know just really needed that little upfront mm -hmm. thing, and that's all they needed, and then they go for it. Right. And so far, knock on wood, I have never been disappointed. Okay. So. Okay. I just hate grant programs. I do. But <laughs> all right. Person that I... <laughs> but for those who want <laughs> Laramie County Library, you're saying. Yeah. That Micah, technology happens. <laughs> Micah, you're going to have to get a smartphone. <laughs> okay. And so I finally did. Well, the reality is, it is out there. And if you don't take advantage of it, somebody else will. Okay. And I would like to think that people who know how to think and be mm. resourceful 
could actually take advantage of it and use it beneficially. All right. Thank you for calling. How's that for an argument? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we disagree on that, but that's okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a good weekend. No, I really do. Just so you know, uh, Micah and I agree on a lot of stuff, but this is one of the things that we disagree on. I hate the idea of all of these grant programs. If you need money to do something, then go out there. I know it's hard work and go out there and raise the money and get people to help you out. People who voluntarily take the money out of their own pockets and give it to you, whether it's an investment or whatever they want to do. All right. Or they, if it's an investment, they probably want to get some reward back for their investment. Or sometimes people just like to donate. Whatever the case might be, go ahead and raise the money for it. There's all sorts of ways to do that. But our federal government just throw and state throws money all over the place, and the vast majority of it is wasted. No, I hate the idea of grant programs. And if I could, I'd just shut them all down. Especially when I take a look at the national debt. So Mike and I disagree on that, but that's okay. Uh, she's a, a really good lady with some great ideas. That's why I like talking to her. Blue Eyes and Douglas just sent me this note over the app. Changing the subject just for now, which you can. That's fine. Just heard about the Trump Organization getting sued for tax fraud. Okay, what's worse than tax fraud against the IRS, which is also an illegal agency? who is performing tax fraud against the people of the United States by double and triple taxation. Or the Biden family is selling out the United States to China. Yeah, now you tell me. And, you know, Blue Eyes, I never do take a look at which is worse. I take a look at it as all is bad, and I would like to equally, in every case, go after people for all sorts of fraud. And if, if anything, you know, there was actually a bill that was offered in front of Congress to shut down the IRS. It's not going to go anywhere. If you want to see something interesting, Blue Eyes, if, in case you haven't heard of it, look up fair tax. Fair tax is a way to continue to make sure government does get the money it actually needs, but it doesn't do it through an income tax. And the IRS doesn't exist anymore. And April 15th is just another day, and nothing is deducted from your paycheck. Fairtax.org. 916. Wake up, Wyoming. Morning Radio. This is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, Marcy, let me know if you're listening. And also, Micah. In fact, I'm going to answer Mark, uh, Marcy, too. So, uh, Micah called, and we disagree on something. Uh, we were talking about grants, and Micah was saying that at Laramie County Library, you can go and learn about how to get grants and so on. And I said, I hate grants. I hate them. Because uh, your federal government and your state government and even your county and city can throw away money on all sorts of useless things. And we are massively in debt, and government spending is massively out of control. So I don't like that idea of, and it's also a redistribution of wealth. You're taking money from people, especially future generations, considering the national debt. We're taking money from future generations. They're not even here to object yet, and we're taking money from them. And we're handing it to all sorts of people who have all sorts of projects they would like to do. And my answer is, if you have a great idea, I'm all for you. Go get investors or people to donate money or whatever the case is. I don't like grants. So both Micah from Cheyenne and Marcy from Laramie. So do I feel, and let me correct one little thing, Marcy. It's not about feelings. It's about thinking. That's just a minor correction here. I don't 
emotionally feel about these things. I'm thinking about these things. So do I think the same way about grants from private companies? That's different. A private company offering a grant, they've decided to take some of their profits and offer grants to people on various subjects, business grants, and so on. And usually, when they offer a grant, they offer it because it benefits their business. Okay? Yeah, in most, not in every case, but in most cases, private businesses offer grants because it will help their own business if whoever is receiving a grant is successful. But also, sometimes private companies just like doing good things for their community. It helps their image in the community. Plus, sometimes they just love doing good things. So they offer grants for all sorts of different reasons. And that, to me, is right up there with a scholarship. If you got a kid doing really well in school and they offer a scholarship to kids who are doing extraordinarily well, they'll also offer grants to various people who have great ideas that are good for the community. But that is a private company choosing to take their profit and hand it to somebody. It is a volunteer choice, as opposed to a government grant where money is taken from us. We didn't get a say in this. And also, considering the national debt, money is taken from future generations. They have no say in this. They're not even here yet. Putting this country massively in debt, and they're just handing out this money left and right. I hate that got to get control of government spending. One of the best ways to do it is get rid of grant programs. If you have an idea and you want to pursue it and you don't have the money to pursue it, well, time to start figuring that out. Work to earn the money. Ask for investors. And investors want to see some return on their investment. Ask for people to donate. There's, it's hard work, I know. But at least you're getting the money voluntarily from people who have the money to spare. Do you see the the difference in in what I'm after? Okay. I hope you do. Moving on real quick. I was talking about uh, people who just do dumb things. It happens in business, too. And how I would just get rid of them. I've seen some, especially with that execution. Guys executed in prison. And then afterwards they do an autopsy because, well, the law says you have to determine the cause of death if somebody dies in prison. But you executed him in front of witnesses. That's what the law says. Headline, liberals prefer credentials to competence. Secretary of State Buttigieg is a Rhodes Scholar in the Harvard Oxford alumni, and served in Afghanistan for the U.S. Navy as an intelligence officer. If anyone is up to the task, it's him. Uh, yeah, but if you've watched, our, and Secretary Buttigieg is in charge, our transportation secretary, and he is a complete idiot and has no clue how to do this job as transportation secretary. Okay, He has no clue. He is not qualified for this office. Now, if you take a look at what his credentials are, well, he's a Rhodes Scholar, Harvard and Oxford alumni, served as an intelligence officer. Sounds great on a resume, right? And yet the guy is a complete moron. Now, I know people, I've met people, I'm sure you have too, that have multiple degrees. 
But now go take a look at their accomplishments in life. Go take a look at their thought process. Do, are they actual thinkers? Are they doers? Do they achieve things, get stuff actually done? Or are they just someone who were, they were able to snag some really good sounding degrees, but they're just really not an intelligent person? I've met a lot of people who have big time degrees and all sorts of things, and yet you're the, they're the, just the most incompetent, dumbest people I've ever met. If anything, if anyone should be uh, in his position, it not him. Actually, if you want a transportation secretary, find someone who actually has been involved in the transportation industry on some level and was successful at it. See if you can hire him for the job. Buttigieg was given that position. Remember, he was running for president. There were a lot of Democrat candidates running against Joe Biden. And he wasn't going to get the nomination, but he wasn't dropping out. So the Biden team turned to him and said, well, I tell you what, drop out, support Biden. And when Biden's elected, we'll give you the job of transportation secretary, which comes with a huge salary. And he took that. That's how he got the job. Not because he's qualified in any way. All right, coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast right after that. More open phones, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty six of the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Chappies and Burns. Morning, Chappie. Since uh, Micah brought up the whole grant thing, and I, I'm against grant, government grants specifically, not private grants, but... He brings up, it'd be okay with the feds offering low low or zero interest loans instead of grants. At least that would push folks toward productivity. Well, actually, I look at the the state of Wyoming does that too. Here's my problem with that. Because I've seen that not just across the nation, but here in the state of Wyoming. The problem I have with that is, so here's a company or somebody who wants to start a company, right? And they could not get investors – they didn't, couldn't raise the money on their own, could not get investors. They also couldn't get a bank to loan them money. So they're going to turn to the government, and the government's going to loan the money at low interest or no interest. In so many cases, that money just disappears. Company goes bankrupt. We never see the money again. That's happened a lot here in the state of Wyoming, as too, as Wyoming loans money out like a bank, which I would rather they didn't do for that very reason. If these people couldn't earn the money themselves or find investors and no bank would loan them money, then why do the taxpayers have to do it? So, no. I'm sorry. You think you have a great business idea, but nobody believes in you. So, forget it. Let's see. Then there's the other one here. Smalls and Casper, you're killing me, Smalls. I have to send them that note. With all due respect, uh, Micah, IOUs are not grants. You get paid back as a taxpayer. I do not get paid back. 
Well, there's another thing. I, it, there's a lot of grant money that goes to even politically objectionable organizations. There's some organizations out there that I just do not think should exist because basically politically and socially, when you find out what they're up to, it's horrifying. And yet they live off of all sorts of government grants. Gillette, Chuck from Gillette. Uh, so, or in other words, Chuck from Gillette. The Peter Principle says people raise to their level of incompetence or rise to their level of incompetence. That's true. Yeah, and, and that's why I don't care how many degrees somebody has. Are they actually an intelligent, competent, hardworking person? I've met a lot of people with really impressive degrees, and yet they suck. I'd say Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. Putin was an intelligence officer like Buttigieg. Uh, Intel have no leadership qualities. Yeah, that's why, Rich. I think you under you know the old joke: Army intelligence is an oxymoron. Yeah. Now I, can't, I told Miss Mary this just a few minutes ago. I have been in such a good mood this week. That's why some of these shows have been so much fun because I'm always in a good mood. I mean, I'm really ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time I'm in a good mood, but really good mood this past week. And. Because of that, I know sometimes I'm annoying to be around. The first ever prescription depressant hit the shelves today. Approved by the FDA last month, Despondex is intended as a treatment for the approximately 20 million Americans who are insufferably cheery. Tests prove the drug is effective at reducing a range of symptoms, from squealing loudly when a friend calls to use of the phrase cool beans and excessive hugging. Dr. Alman Way calls the drug a huge step forward in the battle against exuberance. If you're in a good mood every so often, well, that's fine. That's normal. This is for those that have a persistent positive outlook on life. Eva Henry of New Haven, Connecticut, began participating in a clinical trial of Despondex six weeks ago. I was always telling people how cute their outfits were and bringing them little gifts. I'd beam at anyone who made eye contact with me. I didn't realize life didn't have to be like that. Eva said she never knew how her annoyingly chipper attitude was affecting those around her. Over and over again, I'd ask Jeff to ride his bike down to the botanical garden with me. No matter how many times, he said no. And she was always smiling, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what to do to help. I used to think, why am I the only one trying to set up single friends with each other? And now I realize it. I, I was sick. I need a treatment. Eva says the drug may have saved their marriage. Now Jeff and I can just waste a night sitting on the couch watching a TV show neither of us enjoy. Mm like a regular couple. Not everyone is convinced that Despondex is the cure-all for perkiness, however. In this week's Time magazine, Michael Pelosic of UCLA argues that many patients get similar results from natural remedies, something as simple as a diet of corn syrup and white bread and a total lack of exercise. But Dr. Wei disagrees. We have to erase the stigma attached with getting chirpy people help, real medical help. I mean, do you know what it's like to be around these people? It's pretty annoying. Doctors estimate the new drug could reduce the number of costume or theme parties in the U.S. by up to 40 percent. You know, since I've been complaining this morning about government grants, maybe I should just get a government grant to start one of the many business ideas that I've had over the years. Here's one that I think would work really, really well. Have you been alone too long? No, no, not really. I'm fine. Well, thanks to G Harmony, you won't have to be alone anymore. No, I said, look, I'm really fine. I, I'm, I'm dating someone right now, and yes, your federal government has taken over the online dating industry. Oh, oh Lord, no! Please don't do this. Yes, to make sure that you're seeing enough people, the right kind of people, and to make sure there is no race or gender bias in your dating life. Look, I, I really don't like where this is going. The government has spent over eight hundred million dollars on a website. That 
that you're required to sign up for. You know, I think your website just crashed. Yes, for a low monthly fee. It's like 10 times more than I paid for a private dating site. Which you're required to pay for. But I don't want... I said you're required by law. For the love of... Just fill out the overly personal information, including the past 10 years of your IRS tax form and access to all texting and email accounts. It's going to only take a couple of days. Then we set you up with G-Harmony and who you are going to be dating. Then your personal life will be audited. <laughs> I don't get a choice. Oh, <laughs> right. Government. What was I thinking? Look, G-Harmony has already found a few candidates. What's with the dude? I'm I'm straight. I don't I don't date dudes. You'll be required to spend time with people from background, genders, and gender preferences in order to meet government quotas. Okay, you know what? Hold on. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and call my girlfriend now and ask her to marry me before I have to sign up for this crap. Gharmony.com. Because government thinks that you're lonely, no matter if you are or not. And we plan to do something about it, whether you like it or not. Look, it's either sign up for G Harmony or go to prison. Where you'll end up dating dudes anyway. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Nine forty-eight. the time off. We go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. I'm giving Frank just some... Questions to ponder and ask people should he happen to go out this weekend and go enjoy himself. Ready for a couple more? All right, I'm ready. Okay, if you love... The enjoyment part is the... the, Well, there you think. Okay, let's say you love wasting your time. Then is it truly a waste of time? No, because you love it. Exactly right. You can't call it a waste of time. No, no, it's... it's, it's, You love wasting time. Okay. Um, Do you have a celebrity you would love to punch in the face? No, not really. Okay. Uh, male ballerinas are referred to as what? Baryshnikov. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go with that. It's wrong, but I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> if Let's say you're driving down a road and you notice your vehicle is on fire. Is it then okay to park next to a fire hydrant? Absolutely. I would think so, yeah. That's what they're for. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, you get a ticket for parking in front of a fire well, hydrant. But okay. It's, it's on fire. Oh, okay. Do you think cavemen experience nightmares about cave women? Well, I'm sure they do. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the nightmares of, are as old as human evolution. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Do you really want? Oh, do you really want someone to give you an honest an- answer when you've asked them how they've been? No, not really. Not really. No, no. That's a, here's another one that gets me, Frank. Is people meet for the first time? Yeah. And they say, "Nice to meet you." Now, when someone says that to me, I always say, well, I tell you what. I mean, I might be a complete jerk. How do you know? You're assuming a lot here. Right. But then again, if I assume that, I wouldn't talk to you in the first place. Well, what I will do is, I mean, sometimes I'm surprised introduced to somebody. Am I supposed to say, nice to meet you? What if it turns out this is like the biggest jerk on the planet? What I tell them is, I tell you what, we'll meet back in 15 minutes and discuss it. Right. It's like the computer, Glenn. Delete. Yeah. Okay. Delete these people. Um, let me see. Uh, what do you do to lower the volume on a radio when you're driving and looking? Oh, why do you lower the volume on your radio when you're trying to find something as you're driving? It helps you see better, apparently. It's concentration. I guess so, yeah. I mean, the ears and the eyes work in tandem. going to turn down the radio so I can see better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
High school basketball statewide today and tonight in boys and girls play. Kelly Walsh will be at Sheridan. The Toronto goes over to Cody. Laramie will host Rollins. Cheyenne Central will host Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Glenrock will be in the Bighorn Tournament. Big West will host the Little Six Tournament. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys at home tomorrow night in Laramie to meet Boise State. Folks are 0-4 in Mountain West play. 5-11 and overall. That puts them in last place in the league. With, with so many injuries, you just never know who's going to play on any given day. But when you have that many people hurt, you, you're not going to be very competitive. Boise State is 3-1 and one in league play and 13-4 and four overall. It's a 9 p.m. start tomorrow from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls uh, taking to the road to go to San Jose State tomorrow. UW sits at 10-5 and five overall, 3-1 and one in Mountain West play. San Jose State is just bad. They have a record of 2-14. and 14. It's a 3 p.m. start uh, mountain time tomorrow. In Juco basketball, the Casper College women rated 23rd in the country beat Central Wyoming College from Riverton last night in Scotts Bluff, 77-74. Douglas native Jaws and Iowa had 11 points for the T-Birds, who improved the 5-3, and 15-3, and three, excuse me. And they'll meet the Nebraska All-Star team today in Scotts Bluff. Casper College met at home tonight to meet Western Nebraska, and the Birds are 13-4 and four on the year. That is a 7 p.m. start from the Erickson Gym. Then tomorrow, they'll host NJC at 4. The LCCC women's team out of Cheyenne, 13-4 and on the year, and they lost their last game to Trinidad, 64-57. They will take on NGC tomorrow in Scotts Bluff, and the LCCC men 8-7 and after a 114-84 loss to Salt Lake Community College on the road. They'll play a club team today in Salt Lake. In the high school wrestling season moving right along, Kelly Walsh will host the Border War Duels. Starting at 3.30 this afternoon and continuing tomorrow. The Trona and Cheyenne Central will be in that one. Laramie and Cheyenne South will be in Green River at the Thoman Duels. And Cheyenne East will be in Nevada, Colorado. The high school indoor track season beginning tomorrow in Casper over at the Trona. Field events at 9, track events at 10. Wyoming High School Activities Commissioner Ron Lair will retire this summer. He has led the association since t- 2004. Prior to that, he was a teacher, coach, and administrator in Powell and inducted into the Wyoming Coaches Hall of Fame back in 2000. His career in education lasted an amazing 45 years. So congratulations on his career and his retirement. I have to ask you, of course, what are you doing this weekend? Where are you going? I'm going to go to Kelly Walls for wrestling. Okay. I'm going to Natrona for indoor track. Okay. I'm going to nice. be here. I'm going to be here all weekend. Yeah. yeah I know. I, you know, the, the way the roads are, where, where can you go? <laughs> not really. Not, not a whole lot of places. No. In fact, they earlier this morning, it's, it's open now, but earlier this morning, they even closed down 25 from Casper's South, I think past Douglas, uh, maybe down to Chugwater, just because of drifting snow. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Might yeah, as well yeah. just hang around town. It's going to actually be warmer and sunny this weekend, <laughs> but then comes the wind. So, uh, all right. Hey, Frank, have a great weekend. You too. All right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Oh, by the way, if you missed any or all of this program, you really didn't. Now, go to the Wake Up Wyoming app. We have a I posted it this morning. How to use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Simple pictures that you can just walk through. There's all sorts of options, listening to old shows and all sorts of other things you can do with the app. And it is free. So that's your guide to catching up on programs you might have missed and some of the funny bits that we play on the air. It's Wake Up Wyoming.